Welcome to Tweeters at 12, where there was a Canada Day party in our pants, but that was a week ago and everyone should probably leave now. I'm Mark. I'm Brent, and today's guest is Don Nichols, aka the Dairyland Don. How's it going, Don? Good evening or morning or whatever, fellas. How are you? The hell time zone do you think we're in? <laughs> well, you realize people listen to this not when we're recording it, right? Oh, so you're talking to them and not us. Yeah, it's it's the oh. royal everyone, fellas. Ah, if you're if you're a lady, I'm sorry for offending your genitalia. I would never offend a woman's genitalia. That's all I do. <laughs> so, Don, we should probably say that uh, you uh, write articles for the Impersonal and have co-hosted several episodes of Up Close and Impersonal. We're not going to really talk a lot about what you do, but you do some video stuff, and that's really cool. And thank you again for joining us. By the way. Oh, thank you uh, for having me. I'm a big fan of the show. Oh, great. Uh, so. Tell us about movies. So you do video stuff professionally, but you also are a huge cinephile. Which sounds like a dirty word if you listen to it. Uh, there's probably a, some sort of registration website for us. <laughs> you have to go around the neighborhood and tell all your neighbors. Yeah. yeah I, 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 just, <laughs> I just moved into the neighborhood and I've seen Goonies probably 45 times. <laughs> I actually think you should be required to tell people that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Door slam in my face once again. I've never seen Goonies. You've never seen Goonies? You I think son I've seen of a it. bitch. Oh, I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. This is, I'm no, this had to, be to said. let the world know. It had to be said. I've never seen it. I don't know how. But uh, I'm going to guess that's not your favorite movie of all time. Um, uh, actually, here's a question for you. Uh, we had somebody on not too long ago. We were talking about uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000 came up and, you know, Rift Tracks. Longwall what 26? Is, it yep. might have been with Longwall 26, I yeah. So. I just listened what to the episode earlier. Oh, sorry. What's what is the, the worst, worst movie? Well, what is the worst movie ever made? Ever made. That's, that's brutal. Um, well, um, with movies, luckily, it's not like literature. Movies only stretch back to, you know, the early, really the early 20th century, right? So Yeah, you know, that's the thing is uh, you can really go by a lot of uh, standards. You know, usually money is the problem with making a movie either great or not. But uh, I always prefer when they throw, you know, mi- hundred millions of dollars like John Carter or something and they just, you know, crash and burn like these Transformer movies that everybody hates even though they make a billion dollars. It's they're fantastic. Fantastic uh, dumpster fires to watch from afar. <laughs> <laughs> Would that be it? Like a high budget but ultimate yeah, failure? Because it's hard to pick on a little guy who doesn't have much money. And a lot of times that's how you stumble onto something that's really cool is when you know there's no money to throw at a problem. But when you have all the resources in the world and you know solid gold trailers and you know everybody's sitting on a pile of cocaine getting their makeup done before each scene and whatever else goes on in Hollywood, you know, when those movies crash and burn, it's extra awesome it's you know <laughs> it's uh i don't know like schadenfrada or however you pronounce that word it's like you just it's awesome <laughs> but you don't need a lot of mo- money to make a good movie it just takes good actors and good writing have you seen the lost skeleton of cadavera i have it's uh yeah okay but see that's another one of those films where um you know, some people tell you, oh, it's like, that movie's awful. And it's like, well, you didn't get that it was like satire. And- <laughs> exactly. It's meant to be that awful. But yeah, once you, I mean, obviously it's obviously awful too, right? Uh, yeah. It's but, one uh, of those, it's like when people try to inform you professional wrestling isn't real. And you're like, is there something wrong with you? Like, <laughs> you're cluing me into something that's so obvious. I'm worried about your own sanity. <laughs> those are the, those are the people that actually did professional ref- wrestling in their bedroom with their like older brother and took one too many hits to the head. And 
They just, just they don't know what's what anymore. Teenage suplex concussion syndrome is no laughing matter. <laughs> it's a real thing. It's a real thing. Many young brothers around this nation have been suffering from it for a lifetime. So you're in Wisconsin. Can I you am. say where in Wisconsin? You're- yeah, I live in oh. uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin. It's in between uh, Chicago and Milwaukee. Okay, it's, uh, okay. It's all uh, cityscape, so it sounds as if it's you know rural area, but yeah, it's I live right on the border of Illinois and Wisconsin, right by the Great Lakes. Okay. Hmm. Most people know me as the guy you fly over to get to fly over Joel. <laughs> <laughs> we almost made it through yet another podcast. Yeah, I'm writing it down. Okay. Well, I was gonna wait until the end and then throw it in, you know, but I just, I couldn't do it. I had to. I blew my fly over Joel wad way too soon. I apologize. <laughs> Now there's sticky flyover jewels, <laughs> stuff everywhere. And we all feel like we should go wash ourselves. Don, is it true that you're six foot eight? I'm ginormous. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because as a child, I, I spent, I don't know, two or three years growing up literally two or three blocks away from an active nuclear power plant. Oh, there you go. Okay. So I often blame it on that. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure the drinking water had nothing to do with that. Did I mention I glow in the dark as well? (laughs) Uh, Maybe related then. (laughs) No, um, the truth is, uh, yeah, I have giants throughout my family, and I live in the northern part of the U.S. that's settled by a lot of, like, Nordic and giant people. So, yeah, there's all sorts of nine-foot Vikings wandering around this area. So tall people in your family. Any basketball players? Oh, yes, there is. Uh, Luckily, I come from a long line of awesome basketball players to make up for my uh, terrible basketball playing attempts. Um, My uncle, by marriage, is uh, Larry Nance. He played, uh, I believe, 15 years in the NBA. He... uh, he won the first slam dunk contest. He beat Dr. J. He uh, he's wow. unfortunate. Yeah, it's a, it's one of those nice things where when you go in a relative's house, they lots of times they have like you know guns or some deer head on the wall. It's like no, this uncle has a slam dunk trophy where he beat Dr. J. So you, you're making sure. Uh, no, uh, it's uh, he's black. Uh, my aunt's white. She's I believe six two or six three. So he's six ten, and his wow. children are all ginormous. His son currently plays at uh, Wyoming. Larry Nance Jr. Go. Cowboys. He's uh, a potential NBA draft pick. He's he's one of those people. It's like when you change somebody's diaper and then you see him dunk on four dudes. It's like you feel like you've you know really grown as a person. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like I said. I, I played when I was younger and it was a fun game. So sometimes it's embarrassing when you look around, but it's also one of those nice things when you're growing up to have somebody you can be proud of in your family and all that. And when you feel young and alienated, you can you know hang your head on something like, oh yeah, somebody I know did something. So it's it's a cool thing. Speaking of which, uh, speaking of which, you have a great, great, great uncle uh, was John Wilkes Booth. Speaking of doing something. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of people who, relatives who did something once. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That's that's kind of the weird uh, twist of of the whole thing with my uncle being black is in me being a white gentleman uh, (laughs) is that, uh, you know, the black sheep of our family is a white guy who hated black guys, but the white knight of our family is a black guy. Yeah. It's all... uh, it's dizzying. It's very racially inclusive and very comforting to me. <laughs> one uncle had a great one, one uncle had a great dunk, the other had a great shot. Oh. <laughs> See, this is why we had a pre-interview. I've been set up for this for like 12 hours. This is I didn't know about the uncle. I didn't know about the dunking thing. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I looked him up online. That's the great thing about the internet. You know, when you get a little bit older, it's like, well, what does this jackass look like? And sure enough, yeah, he has the, the Booth family nose, or, or I do at least. I could see it in his stupid face. So, oh. 
Yeah. So was... do, you, do you go? Uh, do you go to the theater much or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, only box seats. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I, I think that's part of the curse of uh, me being a giant who grew up in Illinois. It was like Lincoln's curse is in the Booth family, I guess. <laughs> well, actually, I guess the, the height thing kind of uh, interferes with the whole. Does that interfere with movie going? Like, do you ever sit down in front of somebody and they go, "Oh God"? Oh, that's my this, whole life. This, like, the this giant. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like I'm I'm from the Midwest and I'm and my parents are from the South, so I'm nice by nature. So I'm apologizing constantly. I'm sorry, I'm your way. Excuse me. I'm sorry you can't see me. Uh, I'll sit in the back when I get good tickets to. A sporting event, I go home with like scoliosis from trying to slouch for the person <laughs> behind me. You should bring one of those like uh, elementary school class chairs with you to the movie theater and like put it in front of the chair and sit on that, and that way you're like sitting like a good, you know, eight inches lower. I, I want to go to a movie sometime where there's just one person. Oh, oh the Groucho Marx duck just dropped. Say the secret word to win a hundred bucks. That's, that's our, a reminder that's the that we're. Come on, that's, that's, the light show. that's right. Oh, he's listened. You, you know the deal. So Brad's going to launch into a bunch of Twitter-related questions. What with this being a Twitter-related podcast? So, Brent? Don, I'm going to skip the what's the story behind your name because I get the feeling you've told that enough times. But I'm, <laughs> what's your proudest Twitter moment? The first person who was of some note to follow me was George Wallace, the comedian. He, I love him oh. so much. He's the funniest guy. He does the, uh, the shout-out tweets. I think he invented the format if there is such a thing he's absolutely wonderful so the, that was the first popular person that ever followed me and it kind of was like hey somebody who matters to me cares what i have to say who is the second popular person who followed you you don't well, remember do you <laughs> no actually i don't but yeah and you're right you. I, I can think of high points but yeah whoever came <laughs> second was never as good as that first call me high school girlfriend <laughs> So, so is is George Wallace then also your biggest or neatest follower? I don't know. I, I mean, in, in my heart, sure. Um, uh, Pat Oswald also follows me. Ryder Strong. Pretty much. I, I, since I tweet so much about entertainment, a lot of times entertainment people often stumble onto my page, and it's like, oh, thank you. Uh, that's a nice compliment to have because I generally don't say mean things about entertainment, even though I, I talk a lot about it. Yeah, people work hard on these things, fellas. <laughs> okay and finally give us one underrated tweeter that everybody should be following there are so many that i'm going to cop out and take the government is idea that businesses are people and they should follow the tweeters in 12 podcast on twitter <laughs> and thus they will follow everybody who's on your show and and everyone that they have recommended. So this is really like a massive trickle-down follow thing I've got going on here. So does the Twitterers in 12 account have the right to bear arms and uh, freedom of religion and all that? Uh, please uh. do. I'm, I'm open to be brought at any money. At any moment, or actually, I'd be willing to give you my wallet if you have a gun. Oh, I might here. be able to find someone with a gun. A lot of hillbillies up here. That's true. That's it, Don. That's it for our time. Thank please. you so much for having me. Thank you so much for Thanks coming so on. Thanks so much for being on. Oh, no, right. no. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay, fine. Uh, You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So, Thank you. so difficult. Yeah. One that shit. All right. This has been Tweeters in 12. I'm Mark. I'm Brent. And we'll see you next time. <laughs>